You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Our scripture reading today is from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 1 through 6. At the time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Again, I will build you and you shall be built. O virgin Israel, again, you shall take your tambourines and go forth in the dance of the merrymakers. Again, you shall plan vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall enjoy the fruit. For there still be a day when sentinels will call in the hill country of Ephraim, come, let us go up to Zion to the Lord our God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here's a prayer poem by Bishop Miller. It's called New Life. As the womb of nature opens to birth new life, we celebrate your regenerative energy, life-giving God. That which lay dormant is resurrected. That which appeared dead is now alive. As buds cannot resist the sun's power, the power of your son's love is irresistible to all who feel its embrace. As we journey toward Easter, holy God, may we be open to rebirth in our lives, to the river of blessings that will flow anew, to the growth that will be manifested through our prayer lives, to the fruit that will spring forth from our expanding love. We sing your praises for the rejuvenation of our being. Amen. We need to be very clear about two things. First, we are an Easter people. To be a Christian means to be an Easter person. Many of us wear crosses to show the world that we're Christians, but that's only because no one has yet figured out how we can wear an empty tomb around our necks. We need to be very clear that we are Easter people. We need also to be very clear what a surprise Easter is, what a surprise it was. That first Easter was totally unlooked for, unimagined. By all accounts, we have no one was expecting the first Easter. It's hard for us to realize now what a disaster that first Good Friday was. What a disaster it was to the followers of the Galilean prophet, of the one they had claimed Messiah and said Hosanna to just a few days earlier. 
with the cross, everything fell apart. All the plans, all the celebrations, all the hopes. Their Savior, their Messiah had been executed and they very well might be next. And they hid. On Friday, Jesus of Galilee became just one more in a long line of failed messiahs. Easter changed all that and changed so much more. By all accounts, Easter, the first Easter, like the crucifixion, came as a complete surprise to Jesus' followers. It was utter and shocking, a total surprise. With the crucifixion came the finality of death. Dead was dead. If there's one thing the Romans knew how to do, it was to kill people. It was the one thing the execution squads who did the crucifixions knew how to do. It was to kill people. Jesus was dead. With the resurrection came the confusion of strange occurrences where the crucifixion had happened in the broad light of day in front of many people. With the resurrection, we have an empty tomb. We have strange messages from otherworldly beings. We have an encounter in the garden in the gloom of day's first light. We have a stranger walking along a road with two people going to Emmaus. And we have a sudden appearance in a room with locked doors and shuttered windows. Beyond that first day, we do have solid evidence. We have the testimony of the apostles. We have the testimony of as many as 500 who saw Jesus. We have the witness of countless others through that time. We have Jesus breaking bread, feeding the apostles. And beyond that first day, we have the witness of countless others who through the years of that wonderful future have shown us what happens beyond death. Now, you cannot get to Easter without going through Good Friday. You cannot get to Easter without the crucifixion. You cannot raise the dead without first dying. But it's a very special raising of the dead. It's a raising never to die again. It's a rising and raising that we participate in with Jesus. The promise is that we too will be resurrected in new bodies. But in our baptismal service, we recognize that we are through baptism resurrected with Jesus to a new life. So when we pray these words, from, this is from our baptismal service. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. As we are baptized, as we go down into the waters with Jesus Christ, we rise up again to a new life. Jesus died alone on the cross. Jesus descended to the dead alone in the tomb. But Jesus rises with us. This is because Jesus takes us with him into death and brings us again into new life. This is the connection that can work to make us fully human beings, that can bring us into the wonder of truly living into God's image and likeness. It's 
the connection the risen Christ made in the garden at the tomb with Mary from Magdalene. It's the connection the risen Jesus made with Thomas in the locked room. It's the connection the risen Jesus made when he ate with the disciples and later when he fed them by the sea. The resurrection begs us to ask ourselves where we have died. Where is it that we've given up, given ourselves over to fear or complacency or to willful ignorance? Where have we been dead to our brothers and sisters? What is it in us that can share in Christ's resurrection where we can rise with Christ? You see, every day is an Easter day for us. This is the day we celebrate Easter, but every day is a day of rising in Christ. With the cross and the resurrection, we can have no fear of death. With that, we can have no fear of evil or of shame or of the powers of this world. We do not have to work to be powerful. We do not have to support others in their quest for power or authority. We don't have to be ashamed of our sins, for we're forgiven. And we don't have to be ashamed of Jesus Christ, for he walks with us. Freed from death, we can risk working at life. Freed with and through Jesus, freed by that connection created in his all-too-human dying and in his God-made resurrection, we, all of us, are connected to Jesus Christ and with each other in this life. With that freedom, with that freedom from fear of evil or death, with that freedom comes our response to the calls of justice. You and I are connected because we're together with Jesus Christ. We, you and I, are connected through his resurrection. Through him as the good shepherd, through his word, his love, his acts, and with that, we're connected through our acts to and with and for each other. Every day is Easter for us. Every day the tomb stands opened. It is up to us every day to look inside. It is up to us to look inside and see that Jesus has risen and then to look for him outside of the tomb. It's up to us each day to decide for ourselves to open our eyes so that we can see and to open our ears so that we can hear. If we are willing, each and every day can be for us a series of divine appointments and encounters. These are appointments and encounters with God because they are appointments and encounters with God's image and likeness with our fellow human beings. These are appointments and encounters with each other. These are appointments and encounters not just with those people we like, not just with those people that are like us, but importantly, they are appointments and encounters with people who are other. And other cultures, other colors of skin, other beliefs. And it's appointments and encounters with those who do not agree with us that we bring ourselves to encounter them in love and peace. This is why we're commanded to work for justice. 
This is why we're commanded to welcome the stranger and care for the abused and the powerless. Who needs to hear this message of welcome, of justice? Who needs to know they're welcomed as a child of God and as part of a beloved community, as a part of the answer to death in a world that kills, as an answer to destruction in a world who works with competition to destroy, in a world of prejudice where dark thoughts cloud our abilities and sensibilities, as part of an answer to violence and oppression, which we see too much of. Who needs to know they're welcome as a child of God, as part of a beloved community, as an answer to this very troubled world? We are an Easter people. That means we're messengers of hope. We carry the message of the resurrection forward so that one day we may ourselves be the resurrected into a new kingdom, into a new Israel, And that is good news indeed. Amen. Last night I lay asleep, there came a dream so fair. I stood in old Jerusalem. The land beside the temple there. I heard the children singing, and ever as they sang, I thought the voice of angels from heaven in answer.
Gates were open. 